Hello, patrons. Hi, everybody. You know, I should have recorded the entirety of me and Mike's wrestling conversation. It I always say that after here. the. I always say that. No, I didn't really get it. It was intense. very respectful, though. It's, no, it was not intense. It was just trying to me to try to explain <laughs> some things. I'm not going to hash into it because it'll take us another half hour. Rich like, actually body slammed been... me through two tables. No, because then that means I would have to buy a new desk for the uh, the studio, and I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that yet. Uh, but anyways, yeah, I always think about it after the fact. Maybe we should have recorded that. Yep. But then that I'm was like, good eh, talk. Good whatever. Talk. So you guys missed it. But 607TWS does come to you each and every week, Monday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, on Twitch.tv slash 607podcast. I know you're patrons and you know that, but still. And of course, now it has its own channel. Yeah, I don't know if you knew that or not, but I it did. is still coming out on the Three Fat Nerds Network until I think the new year or right before the new year, uh, just so that way it gives time to get on every uh, podcasting platform. But we're on most of them already, so if it happens earlier, I might cut it sooner, and we got other things plizzand, plizzand over here, but we got Mike C here. We're back. Guess who's back? Back again. Horror Zone is back uh, after taking a week off. Uh, I'm glad that you had uh, the procedure. Mike, uh, I don't know if he... He, he is now known as Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had a procedure. Spooky uh, Michelle. Uh, spooky Michelle going forward. Uh, that's just a joke. I joke, I joke, I kid, I kid. Uh, uh, but I did have a laser beam shot in my eye. Yes, yes, he did get... He did, uh, so sorry for, for missing last week. I pretty much couldn't drive because I pretty much couldn't see. He couldn't see. I had a pretty big problem in my left he eye. Did, he did offer to do it over uh, Skype, but then I was like, well, if you can't see, I don't want to make you read either. <laughs> well, I could the, see out of my right eye, but it was just difficult. Yeah, but I, I could only... A lot of eye I, I could only see you like fucking having one eye closed i'm just like you yeah, know that's what? what i was doing through work right man. i know work was brutal for the last well, couple of weeks well that's why i figured i'm like you're gonna end up with fucking migraine so I let's was just every take, day. let's just take the week off uh it's better off that way so that way you recharge can the batteries you can be a hundred percent well no i mean most of it was because your eye was fucked up. i feel like my batteries are recharged i'm ready to talk you're ready to talk you're i'm ready, ready to, to talk, talk. about uh, horror so we got uh, some news over the past couple weeks uh i see at least some news so that's yeah. good so mike let's cool uh stuff. let's let's see what we're going to be talking about on this week show yeah so what do we talk about so much for the last year halloween kills so naturally now that that's come and gone what are we going to talk about for the next year halloween ends. halloween ends david gordon green promised well, actually, a very different tone scream is coming out in between then so yeah we'll talk, we'll talk about, about, about that in january because that's yeah, that's around my know, birthday time who wants to talk about scream we could talk about halloween ends every week for the next year uh, well we probably will end for up a movie that we'll probably mostly. end up hating yeah whatever so but he promises a different tone for halloween ends. so we'll talk about that it's okay. going to be a coming-of-age film. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk so about it So it's apparently going to be The Wonder Years meets Michael Myers. I'm all right with that for some reason, because so. it can't be any worse than the last what one. What would you do if I sang out of tune? Once again, The Wonder Years, Michael Myers can't be any bit worse than the last one. Just <laughs> throw that out there. You know, I told you I did watch it a second time, I think. I liked it a little bit more the second time. It wasn't quite so as bad. So what you're saying is I might like it a little more if I watch it again? Maybe, probably I'll not. Check, I'll, check, I, I'll check it out. Maybe, maybe not. I, I definitely did because I did. I will watch it a second time. I just want to. I, I have other things to do first. I knew what was coming with it, and I didn't notice the bad acting quite as much the second time through. There were still things that I nitpicked about, but I still it wasn't great. I think I gave it a three and a half out of ten. I bumped it up to maybe a four, four and a half, not maybe a four. Okay, so still not, not great, great, but um, we got a teaser trailer for Stranger Things season four. Yes, we, no solid release date, but it is coming summer of twenty twenty two. Yeah, I'm Which you predicted. July 4th, yeah. I, I think that you're probably going to be right Unless they that. bump it up for whatever reason. I would think if uh, HBO Max or Disney Plus does something huge in the spring, they may bump it up just because uh, they counteract it. But if not, I think they're just going to try to own July 4th weekend again. Yeah. Now, Paramount Players, I hadn't heard the term until I read this story, but apparently that's what Paramount Plus is calling their studio that's making these movies that are going straight to Paramount Plus. Uh, they were the people that were behind uh, the most recent para uh, the people paranormal. The people in the 
No, they were the people under. The stairs. They were the people under okay. the stairs. They probably were, uh, but they made like the the most recent Paranormal Activity movie, and they're actually developing a remake of Pumpkinhead. So there's going to be a remake of Pumpkinhead coming, which I'm okay with. I mean, I am. The sequels but were not good. I, the sequels weren't, but I'm. I am, but I'm not because I really do enjoy Pumpkinhead. It's like a guilty pleasure for me. I don't think it's a very well made movie, what but at the, the same time, or I enjoy the third it. one, the Blood Wings movie, that was horrible. But I still find myself. I will watch it kind of like I watch Maximum Overdrive. Yeah. You know who was in one of the sequels? I think the third or fourth one. It was one of the ones that went straight to the Sci-Fi Network. Our good friend Doug Bradley. Not surprised. Yeah, he was definitely in one of them. He played a Southern gentleman. Um, he was recently at the uh, the um, Buffalo Bill House too. Yes, I know. He was there with the uh, Grim Life Collective. Yes, you yes. saw that. Yes, yes. I I, was I, great I, I, I follow them on uh, the yeah. YouTube's. I enjoy. I really like them. I really like. Them. I do as well. Uh, what else can we talk about? Freddy Krueger glove from Nightmare on Elm Street 3 sold at auction for $135,000. And a Michael Myers mask from Resurrection. Not the one that I own. Certainly not the one that our good friend Buster Rhymes wore. But nevertheless, it sold for $84,375. Uh, so basically what you're saying is you bought me a $135,000 present for Christmas? I you're did. You're the best, Mike. I did. That was me. Actually, I bought both. <laughs> I bought both. Uh, you're going to get them both. Oh, I'm going to come down best. your chimney. <laughs> I don't even know if you have one, but I'm going to squeeze my, my fat ass down the chimney. And I don't, I don't even know if I have one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to come down the, the pipes in the ceiling. Uh, Finn Wolfhard, we can go back to Stranger Things talk here. Finn Wolfhard's developing a horror comedy slasher. It'll take place at a camp. Never heard of that before. That's, that's original. A, that's an original concept. That's an original concept, all right. And the new Predator movie is officially titled Prey and will take place 300 years ago. Yeah. Coming uh, to Hulu. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of actually... I am I am leery of it, but I'm still excited of it. We'll talk hey, about it on the show. Different idea. I like it. I like the thought of it. Yeah. And then in the second part of the show, we are gonna we're not gonna review both movies because of it taking a week off, but we are gonna pregame for Ghostbusters Afterlife, which comes which comes out this week. And next week we will be doing at least I will be doing a review of the movie uh, because during uh, Thanksgiving break for Mike C. But I will be here and I'll give you the review. But uh, with that being said, I. Uh, well, geez, I had a brain fart. We're going to be doing a Ghostbusters pre-gaming, if you will. We're going to talk about Ghostbusters, the importance of Ghostbusters 1 and 2. And then, of course, we are also going to uh, give our scores. We're not going to go full-on review, but just give our scores and tell you, you know, because I'm just going to spoil it. I'm a huge Ghostbusters fan, so the scores are pretty decent for both movies. Uh, one's obviously better than two, but... I still enjoyed both and uh, kind of give you some uh, little uh, heads ups about what's going down. If you go see Ghostbusters Afterlife this weekend, there, there will be no spoilers because uh, I will not give out spoilers. I've kept my mouth shut for over a month, so I'm not going to lose it now. Uh, but I do want everybody to know that there is not one, but two post credit scenes. So there's a mid mid credit roll and a post credit roll. Uh, so don't leave the theaters early. And I will probably put that out over my social medias this Thursday for when it's pre-gaming uh, out, just so that way people would know that there is not one but two, a mid-credit and a post-credit roll for Ghostbusters Afterlife. And don't forget that we're going to have a special third segment this week where we give a play-by-play, four-hour review of the remake of Ghostbusters. Yeah, absolutely. The, oh, the No, no, no. It's in a different universe. Ah, that's right. Remember, it's in a different universe. Yeah. But we're going to give it a play-by-play, so scene-by-scene, parallel universe. We're really going to break that down this week. Or yeah, not. No, not, One or not the other. Really. It wasn't part of that series. So. No. And with that being said, that's going to do it for the show this week. Uh, we're going to keep it short and motherfucking sweet for y'all. Oh, yeah. By the way, we are giving away uh, a vinyl, Ghostbuster vinyl. By Whoa. the way, to one lucky patron, uh, our our good friend, our good friend. Uh, let me pull it up because I have to get the raffle pro out because we're going to do it here on Horror Zone 607. Really? Yeah. I don't yeah. even know about this. Yeah. So anyways, every month we do a giveaway. Uh, the months where we have 
uh, where we do what the fuck is going on with this? Come on. Wow, that's being a pain. There we go. Anyways, uh, so the months where we give everybody something, we don't. Well, come on, come up, go away. Thank you. So the months that we do everything, we don't give away. Uh, something special because everybody wins, but everybody in the $3 tier does get something. I had to set up the, uh, the little raffle pro. So Mike C is here to notice that everybody's names. I know he doesn't know everybody's names, but he knows that everybody's names here are good. If our good friend Ryan wins new guy, he can't win again this month because he won the last one. Okay. So we're doing a giveaway. What we're giving away is a vinyl pop of Ecto one. Oh my God. That's awesome. It's not not a Funko pop. Do you have it here? Yeah. Is that it? Here? No, it's open up that blue bin there. I put it in the blue bin. It's right on top. You'll see it. It's not a Funko Pop. Pull it out. Oh, you see wow. It? Oh, that's awesome. So wow. it is a... Uh, hold on. So it is It is a Titans vinyl figure. And it is Ecto-1. And, that's uh, really Mike cool. C, Mike C is like, digging it. Can I hold on to it and cradle it like a baby? Sure. If Maybe you put it to bed. But that is what we're giving away. Uh, you can just leave it on top of the... Bo- you, yeah, you can just leave it there. Slide it back. There you go. So that's what we're giving away. And uh, that will be shipped out. Wow. Of course, I told you your shirts are going to be coming. Unfortunately, back orders at my job are couldn't getting in the way. But without further ado, Mike C, I think this is the button I hit. We're loading up the screen. We're going to do the roll. Like I said, if Ryan does win, he's not winning because we'll just go to the next one. Can I announce the winner? Sure. Oh, come on. I think you got an ad. I think, I think this thing likes to pump. Pop everywhere I there don't want to pop. Look at it. It's going in the tumbler right it's now. It's going in the tumbler. Ready? This is cool. I'm going to hit continue, and it should draw a name. Do you want to activate automatic raffle to finish the automatic raffle? Just touch the finish button. Yes. No, I don't need a video recorded. Thank you. Here we go. It's raffling. It keeps showing. The winner is. The winner is. Nope. <laughs> it starts spinning again. Oh, no. Oh, it's it's new guy again. He can't win. He wins again. Oh, no, never mind. Oh, we got a winner. The winner is, and I don't know you, but I would like to get to know you. You seem like a good guy just by your name. It's Drew. Drew is the winner. That, that was weird. It shows somebody else, but when it went to the winner's yeah. list. It's <laughs> not. It wasn't him. Yeah, it says Ryan. You know what I think it is? It stopped there on the wheel, and then it kicked to the other screen where it gives us the winner. Right, right. And we just were like, no, it can't be him again. But no, Drew. Well, congratulations, Drew. Congratulations, you got an awesome Drew. Gift. You got a, a vinyl Ecto-1 in celebration of the Ghostbusters. And who are you going to Unless call? I take it home with me and adopt it. <laughs> I don't have any kids, so. Wow, congratulations. I'm jealous. So there we go. We, Color me jealous. For the Usually I set up the raffle thing way in advance, so that was kind of weird. All it was like doing all that bullshit. And I'm like, yeah. what the hell is going on? We're just trying to win here. Try to give something away to you awesome patrons, and we just did. So, Does he give it away? Give it away. Give it away now. So if you don't listen to Horror Zone, yeah, we'll be re, re, I'll re-announce it on uh, on stream this weekend because we'll be doing movie night, and I'll also uh, I'll just do it during the fucking show, too, why not? Yeah. And then during uh, Three Fat Nerds as well because, you know, good wins. Good wins. All right. Let me uh, pull up uh, Horror Zone 607. Mike, Mike C., by the way, uh, how, many, how many seconds is this? Uh, it's going to be, I believe, uh, 36 seconds. No. I'm wrong. 34 seconds. Nope. It's 35. You, My old number in football. You right. You damn. You damn right, bitch. All right. We're going to cue the motherfucking music. Once again, congratulations, Drew. You won a vinyl Ecto-1, little Ecto-1 uh, figure. And uh, congratulations on winning the November giveaway. Of course, next month, 
Uh, everybody is getting a beanie cap for Christmas because we got to do the 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 uh, uh, calendar next year because we're going to do it throughout the year and give you guys a badass calendar. What do I uh, got to do to get one of those? What beanie cap? Yeah, uh, blow diesel. That's fine. I'm joking. We'll get we'll get you one, Mike C. So three uh, FN beanie cap is going out to everybody. And then uh, what is the other thing we're doing? Oh, and then we're going to be giving away a gift card. Gift card. Yes, right. I, I'm, it's not going to be a super expensive gift card, but it's going to be a gift card. And that every patron's in on that. So if you're a $1 tier guy, you're in on it. Victoria's Secret. If you're Secret? the $3 tier and you get extra credit for as much money as you spend. Lingerie world? Uh, yeah, why not? We Fuck should. It. I think we have some sexy uh, patrons. <laughs> oh, dude, I did all that hard work to get it to 35 seconds and then I fucking just crushed it. Oh. There we go. All right, let's do this. Let's get yeah. this motherfucking music, damn it. <clears throat> Welcome to Horror Zone 607. We are the podcast that talks all things horror and brings you the week's biggest horror movie news. I'm your host, Spooky Mike, back after a week layoff because I was kind of doing my best pirate impersonation last week. Couldn't see out of one eye. Arrgh. That's right. I was Steve the Pirate for, for a couple of weeks. Uh, I had a little bit of a problem. Couldn't be here last week because I couldn't drive because I couldn't see out of one eye. But uh, that's all better now. I got lasered in the head. I think it went through the back of my head. I'm feeling really good. I feel like I recharged the batteries and we are back to talk a whole lot of horror. This is going to be a fun week because we got some really cool horror movie news to talk about and we got an awesome second segment. We had to call an audible because of my uh, my shortcomings here last week. Uh, we were going to review Ghostbusters last week and then Ghostbusters 2 this week leading up to Ghostbusters Afterlife, but we're going to be doing a little bit something different and we'll talk about that in a second. But how can we do that without introducing the man that's sitting just to the right of me and he is without a doubt the man that I voted for, for American League Cy Young. He's rich. I should win that award, by the way. You're the best I, pitcher I, I know. I am the best pitcher in all of the American League, all of the National League, all of the International League, all of the Intergalactic League even. That's right. I said it. Let's That's see me. if we got a winner yet in the Cy Young race. I don't know. Oh, the Astros are going to resign Justin Verlander. Oh, boo. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's disappointing. That is very disappointing. But anyways, but anyways, back that's to a different the, show. Back to the horror. Uh, yeah, it was. It's been uh, interesting. It's been a little break. I'm glad to be back with you guys. Of course, like he said, we're gonna be doing a little bit of Ghostbusters Afterlife pre gaming, just chatting about the history of Ghostbusters in the second half of the show. Uh, but before we get there, of course, uh, we got to bring you some uh, of the not just this week's, but a little bit of last week's as well. Horror Zone news and uh, Mike. In honor of your injury to your eye, I found the perfect mu music for the news. Ready? I'm ready. That's right. They replaced one of my eyes with the eye of a tiger. 
Listen, man, I also went to see Rocky Four, Rocky versus Drago, the ultimate director's cut last Thursday in Ithaca with Diesel in the theater. That's in the... I didn't even know that that was out. They, they put it in the theater for one night, and it's on Amazon Prime. Oh, we're going to have to discuss this off air. I, I, I recommend... We on 3FN this week, we did a little review ski, and we definitely recommend it. Was it a different movie? Uh, they edited some stuff out and added some new stuff. Yeah, he really good. took down Siberia in his training, didn't he? Oh man! It, uh, thankfully, the montages stayed intact. By the way, <laughs> I was I was nervous about that, but no, montages stayed intact. That, of course, right there was the uh, theme song of the Union Endicott Tigers before and after every practice and game that we ever had in football and track and field. Of course, because they were the Tigers. So we I were, were the Tigers. Tigers. Ours still are. There you go. So uh, let's talk some Horror Zone news. Let's do that. So, you know, we were talking with the patrons early on uh, before we before we started recording this, and I'm going to say the same thing. So for the last year plus, all we did was talk about, at least it felt like all we talked about, was Halloween Kills. So naturally, now that that's come and gone, what are we going to talk about nonstop for the next year? Halloween Ends. And we got some Halloween ends, eh, a little bit here. David Gordon Green promised a very different tone for Halloween ends. He's calling it a coming-of-age film. So I joked that this is basically going to be The Wonder Years meets Michael Myers. I'm all about that because it can't be worse than the last one. <laughs> yeah, I told you this, too. You know, I, I rewatched it, uh, and you know, I liked it more than Halloween 2018. I stand by that. I actually liked Halloween Kills a little bit more watching it a second time than the first time. And as you know, once it hits, like, HBO, like, you know, and all the other different, whatever whatever it's going to be on eventually, I'll watch this movie 600 times. Yeah, every time it's on, I'll end up watching it. But we'll see how I feel about it in time. But, um, but yeah, he turned a draft of the, the, the script over to John Carpenter and told him to let him know, um, you know, if it feels... Like Christine. If it feels like Christine, nobody knows what that means. How could this movie feel like? Are we going to have a possessed car? Ah, so Michael Myers really died in that scene and he jumped into a car that was nearby. And the car is going to have a mask on. And the car is going to put a mask on and kill people. And kill people. I don't know what to think of that. I mean, I I love the movie Christine. But I don't know if that works with a, a serial you, killer. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be interesting. <laughs> also, you know, a coming-of-age film, I think that it's pretty obvious that that's going to be dealing with Allison. Uh, I think that she's the character that, it. you know, we don't know exactly where they're going to go with the series after this. We know that this is going to be the final film of this trilogy. Are they going to carry it on in another direction? Is she going to be the main character, the Laurie Strode going forward? I think they've done a pretty bad job with her character up to this point when she probably should have been the focus point, you know? Focal point. I don't focal know. point. This is four years later, so now this is this is she's out of school at this point. Then. Yeah, she is. We know her dad is dead. We assume that her mother her is. Her mother gone. might be dead unless that was just a dream sequence. Yeah. So uh, it's gonna be interesting. Yeah. I'm sure she's still gonna be running around calling Jamie Lee Curtis grandmother. By the way, if this uh if this dream if it was a dream sequence, we have to open the movie with This dreams come on when I close my eyes. <laughs> That's right. Uh, That's what needs to be played. Me singing it too. Because it's that's that's about the ass thing you can do. Well, you sounded exactly like Ann Wilson of Heart. You know, if it was a dream sequence, though, I wish it was like little Michael Myers that fucking killed her. Mom little Mikey then. Myers from across remember, the street. Remember, she sees she sees him in the window. Yeah. she sees little Mike. So that'd have been cool if, if little Mike killed her, and it would give you the nod that it was a dream. Yeah, I kind of hope that's where it goes. Even though that Karen then, character, I didn't really care much for. But whatever. and then Donald Pleasance pops in the room, or the guy who was playing Donald Pleasance pops in the room, and he goes, "Did he kid again?" Did Michael Myers kill again? Followed by, I shot him six times. <laughs> Crossing the streams. <laughs> the Mandela effect finally hit <laughs> Halloween. Uh, yeah, no, uh, it, it would be great, though. Uh, once again, I still don't understand why he has to say his full names. 
Yeah. I don't I don't get it. You he why don't you want to just say Michael or Mike or fucking Mikey or hey, did that asshole kill somebody else? <laughs> <laughs> Something. Like you don't have to say his full name, but whatever. But no. like I said, we got plenty of time to digest and redigest and redigest this movie because it will be hitting theaters and maybe the Peacock or somewhere else on October of 2022. Yeah, it's, if the movie starts out with, what would you do if I sang out of tune? Then I get real excited because I'm like, there's hope for this movie yet. Yeah, Kevin Arnold's going to show up, you know, yes. Paul, Paul then Pfeiffer. He kills, like, you think that Mike's just part of the gang and then he kills them all. Yeah, he kills and Winnie that's how Cooper. Winnie Cooper's the survivor Dude, girl. The best, but the best is that that's where it ends. It's like, it's like starts off like the first 45 minutes of the hour and a half runtime <laughs> are just them like creating memories and stuff. And then uh, something bad, they, something bad happens to Mike. He ends up killing all of them and that's that's, that's it, it. That's you know, and I just want to finish this this little piece up by saying, who among us was not in love with Winnie Cooper? Who among us didn't have a Winnie Cooper? It was a little bit before my time, but yeah. Oh, that was the greatest show of all I time. I mean, I understand the reference, but once again, it was tiny, like that was in your age group. You're yeah. slightly older than I am. I looked like, like Kevin about Arnold. It, my my age, best friend looked like Paul Pfeiffer. My age group, the first person we fell in love with was Kelly Kapowski. Yeah. I mean, that was... Not far off. No, it no, you were still watching that. Show, but I'm era. just saying. I'm just saying you're slightly older, so like yeah. your first love was her. Whereas I had a couple years later, and then yeah, Kelly Kapowski. Some Kapowski. dreams that we mm, won't talk hello. about on the show. I'm still having them dreams. Have you seen her lately? She's still hot. <laughs> yeah, she is. Just she still looks there. good. So does Winnie Cooper, though. All right, so we still have no solid release date for Stranger Things Season 4, but there was a teaser that did release over last weekend that revealed the titles of every episode and that it will be releasing in the summer of 2022. Rich, I think that you got this one right on the head. I think it's probably going to be 4th of July weekend. That'd just be my guess. Yeah, I'm anticipating 4th of July weekend, although my caveat is that if... Disney Plus or uh, HBO Max announces something huge and they want to counteract it. They could put it out in the spring, uh, but that would only be if one of those uh, cha- one of those streaming services decides to go like toss a hail mary bomb. And I don't think that's going to happen. I think that they like owning July Fourth weekend. Yeah. That's a good time for it. I mean, look what it did with season three. Got people in the house. Yeah. I mean, they're doing the Lord's work, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so we knew that there was going to be a new Predator movie coming. It's been kind of quiet. They've kept it pretty quiet. But we have an official title for the new Predator movie that's coming out. It will be called Prey. It's going to be taking place 300 years ago. It's going to be telling the tale of the Predator's first trip to Earth. And it will be coming straight to Hulu, summer 2022. This is a great deal. This was announced on Disney uh, Plus Day this past week. Uh, I'm a big fan. Listen, I know the last movie wasn't great. And the one before that was actually pretty good. And then, you know, the first two. I'm a big Predator fan, so I get it. And so I'm optimistic, cautiously optimistic, I should say, about this movie. But I am super excited. Uh, I do dig the story. It is going to take place uh, as he's fighting Comanche warriors. Yeah. That is where it's going to be taking place. And uh, it's going to be awesome. And the lead is a female and native. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be. I dig that. I actually do dig the story. I think this is a really cool story to tell. And uh, did you see the image? I did. It was a cool looking image. The, it's basically, if you guys didn't see it, look it up. You should. Really cool. The looking. predator is like standing in some kind of smoke fog like area, and the Native American is is down with a bow and arrow, and like it looks like a cool badass. Yeah. Like, like the Native trapped him in the fog because he's trying to be invisible, right? But, but the smoke or fog is making him not well, invisible. You know what's cool about that too is, I mean, it's going to be different kinds of weapons. You know, the predator always focused on guns and things like that and attacked the people that had them. These aren't going to be any like yeah. Metal there's no guns. Weapons, this is going to be bow and arrow, spear. Like they've already kind of showed that it's going to be very timepiece of the Comanches back then. Yeah. But if you know anything about uh, Native history, the Comanche warriors 
back in the day were nothing to fuck with. Yeah. So this is like going to be really cool. Like I think people are underselling the fact how cool this movie truly is going to be. If done right, this could be possibly as good as the original, if not better. I agree. This Actually, could be really, really cool. I really cool. agree. If done right, and it, it, the premise alone sounds that way. And like I said, it's it's a really badass, like the choice of the Comanche and then the era that it is in is like they were one of the most feared forces. You got to remember the Comanche were one of the most feared forces against uh, the United States westward movement. And that was when they, they didn't have guns, but the American settlers did. Yeah. And they were still slaying them from the horses. They trained to like shoot from horses and stuff. I'm sure we'll yeah. see this. And it's going to be awesome. Uh, so I think this is a really cool history lesson. Uh, about the Comanche and it's also going to be cool to tie it in with the world of the Predator and I can't wait to see it right so we've talked about Peacock we've talked about Netflix we just talked about Hulu I think it's just natural that we move on to Paramount Plus so Paramount Plus uh, Paramount Players which is basically the studio that's developing a lot of these big movies that are coming out apparently I hadn't heard of them until I saw this article but they were the ones behind the new paranormal activity they're going to be behind um, the next pet cemetery prequel or whatever we're getting with that we still don't know a whole lot about that but they are developing currently a remake of Pumpkinhead listen man I have I like I told you earlier when you first told me about it I was like you know I'm a little on the fence about it. I love the original Pumpkinhead. I even have a soft spot for some of the cheesy sequels, even though they weren't good. Uh, I love them like I love uh, Maximum Overdrive. Let's just throw that out there. But <laughs> I do. I think Pumpkinhead is one of the most underrated as far as the original movie. It's one of the most underrated creature features of all time. And it's definitely one of the most underrated movies from the old golden age of horror in the 80s. I don't think it gets a lot of respect. Probably because of the shitty sequels. Probably. But then again, if we're going to go that route, a lot of the other major characters had really bad sequels. And it came at an era where movies, horror movies were starting to kind of get bad. There's things not to like about it, but there's a lot to like about it. I mean, that's it. a cool story, though. It I mean, is. The, 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 the mother's a witch. The Honestly. Kids, the kids cross the line. Yeah, and uh, The old lady is probably just as creepy, if not creepier, than Pumpkinhead is. But he's the, in a world where every killer, in with world. the exception of Freddy Krueger, and Leatherface, obviously, but the Michael Myers and the uh, and the and the Jason Voorhees of the world. If you think about it, they really made them moral crusaders without mm-hmm. doing so. Because think about it, the guy who you want to die is who Michael Myers or, or Jason kills, and uh, with Jason even more, he is definitely you know Captain Morals. And then Michael Myers is like it, he isn't in a way, but. Yeah, he still is. Because think about it. Everybody who's a dickhead in a Halloween yeah. movie gets the X. Uh, this so is just a pure revenge movie. With 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 this, if you think about it, it's like a vigilante justice movie well, yeah. with a monster. Because a lot of revenge. Like it, yeah. Well, they deserve the revenge though. And yeah. like in the in that, and I think that they chimed in on it too. Starring much. Uncle Lance. Yes. You pay that guy Uncle five dollars and give him a meal, and he'll be in a movie. Uh, you gotta love Uncle Lance. Love Uncle Lance. Uh, but but you know what I mean? It's 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 you know I I dig it for that reason. I yeah. dig, I, I dug the storyline. I dig 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 the creature. You're right. The old witch, if you will, she's just is as creepy. just as creepy as Pumpkinhead himself. And the atmosphere was great. I should say itself because we don't really know what Pumpkinhead is. Here's a little trivia question you may or may not know. After everything happens at that store, Lance Henriksen's store, the kids, the whatever you want to call them, the early twenties, whatever they are, the teenagers, whatever they are, they end up in a house. Do you know what house that is? No. 
That house is the Jarvis house from Friday the 13th Part 4. That's same house. shot there, too. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool. If you watch it again, you'll notice like the kitchen's the same, the living room's the same. It's, yeah, oh, that's pretty badass. It's the Jarvis house. That's pretty badass. So a little piece of trivia there. You know how I like my movie locations. Yes, yeah, that's pretty awesome. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all right with it. I just hope they pay respects to it properly. I do, too. It's and not I like think, one of those shitty ones that you can remake yeah. and we can just forgive you for it if it's bad because it was already bad. Believe it or not, Pumpkinhead was a, a decent movie. I'm still leery of these movies that are going direct to the streaming services because I think direct to video, which makes me think of all the bad ones that were made. But they've done better. You know, things. it's a better production value you get from these things. So I've got faith in it. Um, you know, and, and lately, you know, with things like Candyman that came back and nobody knew what to expect. Child's Play, nobody knew what to expect. These are some good films. You know, and there are two. And by the way, I, the cool part about that is they're two different of the same because Child's Play was a straight up reboot. Yeah. It's a new age, new era. It tells the retells the story. And Candyman was a sequel. Yeah. So like you look at it and you're like, oh man, you can do either or and be successful in this world. But we expected the worst from pretty much both of them. Absolutely. And we, we got, got the two best. amazing movies out of them. Especially Candyman. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I'm gonna throw it out there. I, I you know, I'm I'm I after after Child's Play, I have taken it easy on crapping on things, not named Halloween. <laughs> right. Uh because listen, be honest, Halloween kills kind of dropped the ball big time. So my my anticipation, I mean, I know I'll see it and we'll review it, but my anticipation for Halloween ends is out the window. <laughs> Uh, but you know, other than that, I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm even excited to see Scream 2022. Yes, and see what they do there. And that is also we already know that is a sequel just yeah. because of uh, everybody Deputy who's Judy. in it. Yeah, Deputy Judy. All right, a couple more stories to talk about here. Finn Wolfhard going back to uh, Stranger Things here. Although this has nothing to do with Stranger Things, Finn Wolfhard is developing a horror comedy slasher film. That get this, this is the original part. It's going to take place at a camp. So I'm assuming that there will be a killer. Yes. That killer probably will wear a mask. Probably. Uh, they will probably use like a machete or an axe or something or, that uh, would be lying around a camp. I would think so. And there's going to be a backstory. Yes. There has that to is, be a backstory. That is the most original thing I've ever fucking heard in Hollywood. Yeah. You know, it's, <laughs> what do we say? Dude, you know what the weird part about it is? That sounds like some things were straight out of the Final Girls or, or something. Yeah, which... Which, by the, by the way... The Final Girls beat them to it, so what right. more can you do, you know? Which which is a fun movie, if you've never oh, seen that. One of the that best. That, that is, movie that is, is so movie. good. That is the perfect love letter to slasher films. It was, it was a hilarious movie, oh, by the way. Got everything, it was, but it's sad. It's got good action. It's got great atmosphere. It's scary. And then, the Final and, Girls, and, if you haven't seen it, see this movie and get we'll have back to, review to us. That. We'll have to review that soon. Because Full I also review. dig the the twist ending, if you will. Oh, yeah. It is, it's so yeah. perfect. It's so perfect and right on the fucking nose. You're just like... This is amazing, and uh, I all hats off to that. But uh, that's kind of what they're doing is the final girls, and I'm all right with it. Like you know what, I'll eat all the horror you give me. If it's bad, I'll say it's bad. If it's good, continue to feed it to me. Right? Yeah. And the final story that we have for this week. Now, this th file this under Christmas presents that I got rich for this upcoming yes. Christmas. Freddy Krueger's glove from Nightmare on Elm Street three sold at auction for one hundred thirty five thousand dollars. That's a lot of money. And I bought it just for you, buddy. I, I thank you. Thank you so much. But not to be outdone, Michael Myers' mask from Halloween Resurrection sold at the same auction for $84,375. You want to guess who bought that? Also you. Also me. Guess who it's going to? Me? You. Oh, man. Merry Christmas, buddy. This is amazing. I don't usually like to give away my presents early. I like to have that anticipation, but now you know what you're getting for Christmas. I just want to point out the fact, okay, that if you didn't think Michael Myers is a hot commodity right now, even though I didn't like the last movie or whatever, it doesn't matter because 
$84,000 for the shittiest movie in the series. Yeah. Not the worst mask, by the way. The mask no. is better than some. But the shittiest movie in the series, $84,000. In comparison, a screen-worn glove from Nightmare on Elm Street 3, arguably one of the greatest horror movies of all time, not nearly, just in the franchise. Nearly twice as much money. And it only went for, well, it only went for one thirty-five. But... Like, like I'm not twice as much as a Michael mask, though. Like, not, not, but it was it, that. No, that's not even twice as much. That's only forty, what, fifty thousand more. I'm saying, I'm just saying. I, I actually believe it or not, I'm, I'm kind of flabbergasted that almost for ninety thousand dollars, a Michael Myers mask from Halloween Resurrection, by far the worst movie in the series. That's probably why it made less money. If it was a right, right, but the I'm Michael saying, Myers mask from Halloween. Right, but what I'm saying is that one still fetched ninety thousand. That's, oh, yeah. that's impressive. Oh, that's that's impressive. Yeah, very impressive. Because everything that was in that auction sold for a lot of money. There's Star Wars thought, items. I would have thought the Freddy Krueger glove from Nightmare Three would have gotten at least three hundred grand. Pinhead's puzzle box from the original uh, Hellraiser movie was on there. I don't. I didn't catch that. I think that's that crazy, went the next man. day, and I never saw an updated list of what they went for. But kudos to those people. I had that shit to their collection. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, too rich for my blood. Uh, but uh, is that all for the news, this Mike C? That's going to do it for this week's news. Well, if that's where we're going, we are going to some uh, how to get a hold of us. If you guys want to get a hold of us and chat, you can do that on social medias. We are HorrorZone607 on Facebook. Like and share the page. We're at HorrorZone607 on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, the place to be, as it is each and every week, is 8122productions.com. Find out everything that's going on with the Three Fat Nerds podcast, Horror Zone 607, 607 TWS, friends of the show, bands, all sorts of great stuff. All one-stop shopping more. T Public Store link is up there too, Mike C. Get yourself a nice Horror Zone 607 logo shirt. So much more. You can do that over at 8122productions.com your one-stop shop. Also, uh, I would like to throw out their Patreon. Patreon.com slash 8122productions. For as little as $1 a month, you get a ton of extra bonus content, including this show, Horror Zone 607. You get it early, plus you get the unslashed edition. That means I don't edit anything. You get the raw, raw, which includes special uh, intro portion and a midsection. It is all that and more. Plus, you get that with the Three Fat Nerds podcast and more. And if you join that $3 tier, you're entered to give giveaways. Uh, in December, we're giving away Christmas presents, period. We are giving away... Uh, Beanie caps, 3FN beanie caps to everybody on that tier. The music's going to end, by the way. And then the very next, the very next thing we're doing is we're giving out a gift card. Uh, it's going to be raffled off to some lucky person. Everybody's getting the beanie. One lucky person is getting a gift card in the $3 tier. And in the $3 tier, we do giveaways. And today we raffled off the November giveaway. We give, we're giving away a vinyl Ecto-1 uh, figure. And that is going to our patron, Drew. So congratulations, Drew. You're getting a Ecto-1 figure. That's a really cool figure. Uh, Mike C was trying to steal it, by the way. I'm going to adopt it. He was trying to add his name to the raffle, even though yeah. he's uneligible. <laughs> I'm going to adopt it and name it Nancy. But with that being said, all that and more, patreon.com slash 8122productions. And as a bonus note, make sure you're following us over on twitch.tv slash 607podcast. We are back with the 607podcast movie night this upcoming Saturday, November 20th, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Myself, Ken M, Diesel, and whoever else wants to jump in, I'll be watching the legendary documentary superheroes about real-life superheroes. We're going to be watching it live. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have a lot of fun with it. And guess what else we're going to do, Ken M? Guess what we're, me and Ken M are going to do? We're gonna, we're gonna, I'm gonna school him on a little story about how I hit on a chick once using nothing but Master Legend lines, and it worked. <laughs> Diesel is my witness. We're gonna tell that story 
on twitch.tv slash Sixers Up Podcast this upcoming night. You're not going to want to miss that story. Plus, it's a fun uh, doc to watch and listening to uh, with your boys is going to be phenomenal as we do the watch along. Also, uh, Sunday, 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 uh, WWE Survivor Series. We will 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We will be giving our live reactions and commentary and every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Myself and Ken M. from the ODPH to 607TWS All About Pro Wrestling. I know it's a little longer this week, but I want to make sure you guys know what we got coming up on Twitch because we have a big weekend coming up. That being said, Mike C, I'm sure you have a Horror Zone trivia question. Oh, do I? I certainly do. The question for this week is, Ghostbusters was the highest grossing comedy of all time until 1990. What comedy passed it? One more time, Ghostbusters was the highest grossing comedy of all time until 1990. What comedy passed it? The answer, coming up right after the break. I'm going to take a complete stab in the dark on this. I Are could you? be wrong, yeah, because I'm not sure. I know box office-wise, the great, the, the the most of all time was actually in the 20s because it's uh, this is the end. This is the end was? Yeah, because they brought it back to theaters to crush the box office. So that was the most in the box office of all time. Wow. Maybe not an initial one. I did not run. care for that movie, but really? I don't like it any of those enjoyable. people. I thought it was enjoyable. That's just me. By the way, uh, I just want to point this out. I had to bite my tongue hard during the show, but patrons get this extra. When you were talking about uh, the coming of age story for the granddaughter, all I could think of was, what, is Michael going to come on her face? And I was like, oh, oh. hi <laughs> Boo. Boo this man. Hi-oh. I know. I don't oh. get booed for that. Boo. I don't get booed for that. Oh. No can we boos. get a Lex Luger? I don't know. I can do that for I you. don't know. But I'm not giving myself a boo for that. That was a good one. That was a good joke. Uh, boo. Or it, you either thought it was a good joke or uh Uh-oh, retard alert. <laughs> retard alert class. It's one of the two. I can't figure it out. <laughs> one of the two. One of the two. I don't know. Uh, Mike C, got anything you want to add in the break before we come back? Talk about Ghostbusters. Uh, I'm going to go home and make chicken nuggets for dinner. Oh, you were going to go home and make chicken nuggets? My wife made something for dinner. I don't know what. I'll find out when I get home. It's a surprise. It is a surprise, but she did make something for dinner. I can tell you that much for sure. I bet you it's a tuna casserole. Yes, maybe, maybe. There's fucking Spider-Man trailers everywhere. Fuck my life. That's what Ron just sent to us. For all of you know that Ron. <laughs> uh, I, haven't, I haven't seen Ron very much in the last couple of years. Huh? All right, let's do this. You ready? Let's do it. You ready, Freddy? <clears throat> oh, wait a minute. I might burp, so give me a second. Yeah, we got to save that for the patrons. Ah, uh, there it is. All right, let's do this. Oh, right. wait a minute. I got to get music. Oh, yes. I got to come back with Ghostbusters music. Right? That's right. Let's do the original version. Where's it at? Ghostbusters. You know, you got sued for this song. We'll talk about that. Yeah. He got sued for this song. I did Just so you guys know. Yeah. Or maybe I did. I don't know. Yeah, Huey Lewis in the news because it sounds like New Drug. Oh, really? <laughs> Listen to the beat while we play for the open. Anybody at home at Patreon? We'll talk about it during the show because it is a fun fact about this movie. Uh, they originally hired Huey Lewis to do the song for this for Ghostbusters. He turned them down because he was working on another movie. Do you want to guess the movie? Uh, Back to the Future. Absolutely. Good job. Yeah. Yeah. So Back to the Future, he turned this down for Back to the Future. And then uh, somebody said that he heard their, uh, the good man Ray Parker Jr. heard uh, New Drug. 
If you listen to the beat, it is similar. Similar enough that a judge play them together. Sim, by the way, similar enough that a judge did rule in the favor of Huey Lewis. Really? Yeah. So yet they keep using it. So. Yeah. Well, they made an agreement. He got yeah. the royalty. He got so he, Huey Lewis made some money, so he don't give a fuck. Yeah. Play this song as much as you want. When I go home, I'm gonna I'm gonna put the two together. Yeah. Well, just listen to when it opens up. I think you'll hear. Pay attention more to the. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. That's yeah. what you. That, that's what is. That's what sounds the same. So we'll talk about it during it too. So it's, I just thought it's a fun back. All right, we're gonna go kill the mics and come back. Welcome back to The Zone. That, of course, is the unmistakable music of something that... Well, it's not really a score. I was thinking when we were listening to this, like, how was that not in my top 30 scores from horror movies? But it's not a score. Yeah, that's a soundtrack. So so I was right to keep it off of there. But that, of course, is the theme from Ghostbusters. And why are we playing that? Because we're going to be talking about Ghostbusters coming up in the second half of the show. But before we get to that, we got to answer this week's trivia question, which is about Ghostbusters. The question was, Ghostbusters was the highest grossing comedy of all time until 1990. What comedy passed it? I'm throwing a complete Hail Mary here because I didn't even, obviously I didn't look up. I didn't want to be a cheater or anything like that because I always do it on the up. So I told you I'm doing a complete Hail Mary and I might even be wrong on the year, but I'm going to guess Home Alone. (laughs) The correct answer is... Home Alone. Yes. I kinda, Kevin McAllister. You know what it is? I watched that uh, the movies that made us. Yeah. And they mentioned on there that it was the highest grossing comedy. And I didn't know if they meant 1990 or, or you know, whatever. So I was like, well, if it was the highest grossing kind of 90 and 90 is the year it dethroned it. I'm assuming it has to be that one. But I could have been wrong. Yeah. You were right. I also couldn't remember if, if Home Alone came out in 90 or 91. So look what you did, you little jerk. Hey, listen, I love that movie. That's a great movie. I love that movie. Oh, I watch Home Alone and Home Alone 2 every year. The other ones I can't do, but I have no interest in the new one that just came out either. But apparently my two little nieces love it. Awesome. Well, let's break it down. It is now time for some talking horror this week. We're calling this Ghostbusters pre-gaming because, of course, when you guys hear this, Ghostbusters Afterlife is finally in theaters. I did get to see it at New York Comic Con. I promise I will not be spoiling anything. But with that being said, I do want to make one announcement Uh, that is not a spoiler. It is just a warning. Uh, the movie Ghostbusters Afterlife has not one but two post-credit scenes. There's a mid-credit roll scene and a post-credit scene. So please do not leave the theaters because both of them are pretty badass. Uh, I just want to throw that out to you guys. So that is the only spoiler, quote unquote, that I'll give you. And it's not even a spoiler. It's just I want to make sure you guys get to see everything that Ghostbusters Afterlife has to offer you. But with that being said, let's talk about Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2. We were going to review both of them. We were still going to give you a score. Maybe sometime in the future we'll break down a full review. But we're, we're, we're going to give you some fun facts, what we loved about the movies, and why the Ghostbusters are such an iconic, iconic franchise. And especially to New Yorkers. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's nothing more New York than Ghostbusters. And uh, let's start with the song that we just heard. I, I'd, I'd given you and the, the patrons at home on Patreon a little bit of a history lesson. 
The song, of course, Ghostbusters, was written by Ray Park Ray Parker Jr. for the movie Ghostbusters. Go figure. And he could he he tells a story about how he couldn't think of a song, couldn't think of a song. Well, right around originally he was not the person that they wanted to hire to make a song for the movie Ghostbusters. Originally they wanted to hire uh, a band, a man and a band called Huey Lewis and the News. But in 1984, when Ghostbusters came out, he turned down Ghostbusters because he was working on another film that came out in 1984. Mike C. got it right during Patreon. So what was that movie, Mike C.? That would be Back to the Future. That is correct. And of course, you guys remember, that's pretty much where Huey Lewis... I mean, they were big before then, but that's where they blew up. Oh, they got... Because Back in Time came out. elevated at that point. So around this time, one of the songs that is featured in the movie, Back to the Future, not the theme song, but is featured and is also featured heavily. And one of the biggest hits for Huey Lewis was a song called New Drug. If you guys remember, I want a new drug. Um, Later on, Huey Lewis would sue Ray Parker Jr. because Ghostbusters sounds uncannily the same as new drug and if you really listen to the background of, uh, of ghostbusters that is literally new drug and uh, a judge also agreed and uh, ray parker jr had to so he pulled an ice ice baby he had to, he had to cough up a lot of royalties and uh, mike c as you pointed out why didn't they ever pull it it made a ton of money yeah so huey lewis probably bought a house if not more off of what he made on the <laughs> ghostbusters song uh, when he turned down the job. So he kind of got double paid. But uh, Ghostbusters, of course, is the story that originated. Well, actually, it originated in the mind of Dan Aykroyd as he started writing the story in the early 80s. And originally, it had a completely different concept. Yeah. Uh, originally, it had a completely different. So when it was written, this movie was written to star Dan Aykroyd, John Belushi, and Eddie Murphy. That was actually, I had a second trivia question this week. And that was it. See, look at that. And I would have gotten it off you the top of my head because I've known that. I, I told you I'm a huge And Winston had a much bigger part yes. originally. Originally, they did cut a lot of Winston, but originally he had a much bigger part because they they wrote the movie for Eddie Murphy. Who was scorching hot oh, at yeah. that point. Well, that is the reason why he wasn't in the movie because at this point in juncture, Eddie Murphy's on top of the world. Yep. Beverly Hills Cop, he's doing Trading Places, yep. he's doing Coming to America. Like, all of this stuff is happening around this time, so that is why no Eddie Murphy. But uh, the original movie... If you, you, I don't know if you knew this or not, did not take place even on Earth. Yeah. It took place in space. Yeah. And they were wearing, like, shields and helmets, and, yeah, it was kind of crazy. Thank God it didn't happen that way. Who knows yeah. what the movie would have been, but well, I think that we got the right the reason it got the right movie. The reason it got canned, of course, was because of the untimely death of John Belushi. Yeah. So at the time, uh, Ivan Reitman came along, who had done some other movies and would go on to do even greater movies. Let's be honest. Ivan Reitman, one of the greatest directors of all time. And he got with Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd showed him the script of Ghostbusters. And he said, I think there's a story here. Just not the one we have. Would you mind if I brought in Harold Ramis to rework this with you? Who was a genius. Right. Not, not to rewrite it without Dan Aykroyd, but that's when Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis hooked up together and rewrote the script of Ghostbusters and decided that uh, they were going to star in the movie. And that the John Belushi role, which obviously has morphed now, needed to go to somebody else. And uh, Dan Aykroyd has said in numerous interviews he only wanted one person, and that was Bill Murray. However, Bill Murray at the time was also a megastar, and and he was unreliable. And he still is to this day from what you hear. Yeah, yeah. so, <laughs> so he, they didn't know up until the day of shooting 
The, he was Whether actually he was going, show going to up? show up or not. They did cast <laughs> Ernie Hudson as Winston, and based upon his original reading, they cut him out into like page thirty something. Yeah, but originally he was had a bigger part in the in the movie. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> day one of shooting, Bill Murray obviously does show up. <laughs> Thank God for that. Uh, also, ironically enough, they were approached. They had other minds for the female lead, but they were approached by Sigourney Weaver to do it, and they were like, okay. Yeah. And obviously Sigourney Weaver at the time the studio wasn't unsure because she was a relative unknown other than Alien. Yeah. And she did well Which in Alien, but career. it did. But at the same time, they were still leery because Alien is still that sci-fi horror film. Mm-hmm. And they were like, I don't know. So she was kind of a star in that realm, but not in a comedy, you know, theatrical realm. So they took a gamble. They got her. We, of course, Rick Moranis. Was, by the way, the role of Rick Moranis was originally supposed to be played by. Do you know this? I don't. Another huge comedian, comedic actor from the 80s. And when I mean huge, also think about size. Um, I'm thinking um, Sam Kennison, maybe? No, but that would have been a good... I would have loved to see. Could you imagine him as Sam Kennison? <laughs> what do you mean? The dog is chasing me! <laughs> I would have hated that. Son of a <laughs> bitch! Uh, no, uh, John, John Candy. Candy. John uh, Candy. Okay. were saying it. There's original storyboard art of John Candy. I have seen... I knew this, actually. Yes. It didn't occur to me until you started saying it. I said it at the same time, but yes, I remember seeing that. And according to Ivan Reitman, it, uh, they decided to go away from John Candy because A, he had a conflict in his scheduling, so he would have only been able to shoot a certain amount of days, and they didn't know if they, 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 they needed more. And two, after seeing everything, he was like, I think we should go with a much smaller guy and in stepped Rick Moranis, yeah. uh, which was a great choice. I don't think that John Candy would have been able to run around quite the same way, but if you've ever seen The Great Outdoors, he, he did okay when the big bear was chasing him. Listen, you got to be honest. He was a very good uh, physical actor, so yeah. just like just like later on, oh, Chris I Farley. It if John, I think I would have liked him more with John Candy in that role. I don't know. I think I the, like Rick Moranis. I think, the little, I think the little runt guy works yeah. out better in the long run, especially True. when you go into the sequels and stuff. But anyways, uh, of course, they uh, they bump into, they find out ghosts are real. They start busting ghosts in New York City. Uh, and that's why the first movie really is kind of like an action comedy horror flick. There is some yeah. really, really scary <laughs> moments. The in opening the scene? Yes. In the library? Scary moments in, in, in the original Ghostbusters movie. that They did not quite recreate for the second one, although they tried with the heads on the stake. <laughs> Remember, that was yeah. pretty disgu- disturbing. Yeah. Uh, so I, I will say this, the original Ghostbusters is a legendary movie. I mean, this is, this is one of the icons of Hollywood. Uh, the fact that they, you know, the, the miniatures and the special effects for the time were so groundbreaking and they really, really put a vision out there and it paid off because it became the little engine that could. And up until the time that they shot, they didn't even know if they could call it Ghostbusters. There was other names that they had to call because the, uh, Ghostbusters name was actually owned by, uh, what what do you call it? Hanna-Barbera. Because they had the Ghostbusters TV show with the ape and the guy, and then later they made it a cartoon. I don't know if you remember this. No, I don't remember that at all. And that's why when the, the Ghostbusters cartoon came out, that we all go, that was called the real Ghostbusters instead of just Ghostbusters. So they did a little bit of trickery with the wording and paid a lower oh, fee. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah, paid. Yeah. So basically what happened is they the original Ghostbusters was two words. So they made Ghostbusters, which is the one movie, you know, one word loophole. and the loophole. Oh, but they still paid. But because they made a one word, they paid far, far less. Gotcha. <laughs> so it was kind of a little interesting thing, because if not, it was going to have a horrible name because there was there was some running out there that were really bad. <laughs> Front runners were not good outside of Ghostbusters. So, you know, fast forward, we have the, of course, iconic Stay Puft Marshmallow Man battle. Uh, of course, iconically enough, are you a god? <laughs> no, no, I'm not a god. Ray, 
Whenever a woman asks you if you're God, you say yes. <laughs> uh, you know, there's some really iconic stuff in the movie. Let's be honest. Uh, it makes me all warm and fuzzy inside. Being a fan, because I'm a lifelong fan of Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters 2. And I, I've, uh, non-spoiler, but you've, you've already known I'm gushing over Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yeah. I have said, gone on record as saying it is the most pure, perfect and beautiful love letter to fans. And I really, truly believe that. Cannot wait to go see it. Uh, as we record on Wednesday, I will be going to see it on preview night on, on Thursday. I saw it at New York Comic Con by surprise, which was fucking amazing. One of the greatest moments of my life. I'm not even throwing it out. Right up there with my wedding day. And, wow. and, and other things. I'm, I'm being serious. I almost, I, I think I almost cried when the, when the movie started. Like I was, I was so emotional for Ghostbusters Afterlife when I knew why we were seeing the whole movie. So when that open starts and you know it's coming, I, I not because of anything on the screen. I just literally had that emotional, almost fucking cried. And you know what? I wouldn't have been the only one. Yeah. Because a lot of people were feeling super emotional in that room, and it was amazing. Because like what we said, there is nothing more New York than Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters. and watching it in New York City made everything that much better. If I ever go to New York City again, I really do want to go see the Ghostbusters firehouse the firehouse even it though it's just there. the exterior the interior was actually filmed in a firehouse in yes. los angeles that's true so but the, the firehouse is still there the, oh yeah. The, yeah yeah uh so what else did you love about the original ghostbusters i mean it had everything i mean the dialogue was great the comedy you know second to none it's still to so this you know it's this movie's almost 40 years old and it's still hysterically funny when you watch it um, Bill Murray, you know, all you hear about him when you really hear about what he's really like as a person, you hear he's, he's only funny when the camera's rolling, and after that, he's not the nice, jolly guy that everybody thinks that he is. But he was hysterical in that movie. Every scene that he was in, he stole. Let, let's face it. Ghostbusters, it was Bill Murray and then the rest of the cast, and they were all great. Don't get me wrong. But he stole that movie. He took it and ran with it. So, you know, you had him, you had, you know, Dan Aykroyd was red hot at that point coming off of his years on Saturday Night Live, too. Um, I would have liked to have seen more of Winston. Winston has a couple of funny scenes himself. Annie Potts was great. Well, I also think the chemistry comes in because Harold Great Ramis chemistry. being in the movie and writing Harold the movie Ramis. and the fact that him and at the time, I mean, there was a falling out. Thankfully, I guess there was some apologies made before Harold Ramis is no longer with us. But at the time, there was the falling out later on between him and Bill Murray. But at that point, juncture, they were joined at the hip. Yeah. Him and Bill Murray did a lot of great movies Stripes. together. Stripes. And there's there's more like they did a lot of great stuff together. So it was one of those things where this and then, of course, Ackroyd and, Mil and Murray were original SNL cast members. Yeah. So you're, 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 there's a lot of relationships. And you could tell that everything on set was actually how it felt. It did feel that way as a movie. Right. And man, it, talk about hit a home run. They they hit a complete home run. So, but yeah, I mean the the set pieces were fantastic. The everything, the lighting was great. The ghost effects were Slimer. How you know? Yeah, it's 1984. And, and nobody ever saw that before. Yeah, there was practical effects at that point. There was not CGI at that point. You had that. I mean, yeah, the atmosphere was fantastic in it. I mean, this is one of the, in my opinion, one of the greatest comedies ever. You want to call it a horror movie? Throw it in there. One of the great horror movies of all time. Definitely one of the greatest horror comedies of all time. This is iconic at the highest level, I this agree. movie. Well, around the internet, they gave the original Ghostbusters scores such as a 7.8 out of 10 on IMDb, 97% on Rotten Tomatoes, 71% on Metacritic, and uh, Google users 86%. 
I'm going to tell you right now, my score is a 9 out of 10. It is one of my favorite comedies of all time. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. It's one of my favorite franchises of all time. There is very few things in this movie where you're like, man, that sucked. I mean, right down to like even the smart ass things of in the office of the mayor when he's like, you know, yes, it is true. This man doesn't have a dick. <laughs> like, it's so fucking great. Like, there's so many cool moments in the movie. And it's iconic because of those moments. And that's why I give it a 9 out of 10. How about you, Mike? Yeah, I just want to point out one more time to our listeners that you and I do not discuss the scores ahead of time. Absolutely not. <laughs> uh, I, I, this also, to me, is a 9 out of 10. Absolutely. Well, let's real quick break down. Let's talk about the return of the Ghostbusters. 1989 is the year. We get Ghostbusters 2. We get the long way to sequel after five years. And you know what I like about it? They played right into the times. So we find out that after... After they save New York, in the beginning of this movie, we find out that after they save New York, they get punished for it. Yeah. They are responsible for the damage. Instead of, oh, you saved New York, you stopped, you know, you know, hell opening up on Earth. No, 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 no. You guys can't be Ghostbusters. They sued them out of existence. So now <laughs> Dan Aykroyd, uh, who plays Ray Stance, and Ernie Hudson, who plays Winston, are relegated to doing children's parties, <laughs> dancing to the yes. Ghostbusters theme, and the children start <laughs> chanting He-Man. <laughs> uh, it's it's amazing that you learn all this. And they, the way they do it is organically, though. You learn organically uh, through their conversation right then after the party where he's like, you know, you think we saved it. And everybody's sour about it. Uh, we find out that uh, Dr. Venkman, played by Bill Murray, of course, who's now going on to be a host of a psych psychic show. And uh, Harold Ramis is back working in universities doing some horrible tests where, <laughs> you, where you have a little girl in a room next to her parents who are fighting. They're turning the heat up to see if they can agitate the parents more. And then they give this girl a puppy and they're like, oh, she's happy. What if we take the puppy away? <laughs> like, it's like real dickheaded shit. But then we find out that uh you know the the you know Sigourney Weaver she's back and she has a child now obviously not with Dr. Bergman Oscar. Oscar and she says that she feels real uneasy at her work and that she rolled her stroller across the street and it took off so Gets uh, the boys are back in town, if you will. So uh, not 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 Peter Vakeman at first, right? But the other boys are back in town, and they do an illegal under the street dig <laughs> in New York City, and they find a river of. Slime. Pink slime. And of course, the river tries to kill Ray, <laughs> who is dangling above it. They get arrested. And somehow, Vankman ends up in court with them, arrested. I don't know. He wasn't even at the scene at the time. Right. Or, no, he does come. He, should, he does show up after the fact. So they get in there, and then uh, as the judge gets mad and is talking shit to them, the pink slime that they claim that they put down there uh, starts getting angry. And out of that jumps the Scolari brothers. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and uh, the Scolaris wreak havoc. And this is how the ghost... And the only reason I told this whole story is because this is how the Ghostbusters come back in existence. And you know, we have the famous scene of them putting on the proton packs and, and fucking Vakeman being like, oh, man, I forgot how heavy these things were. <laughs> so the Ghostbusters are back. They're back in town, big bad way. And we get to meet a new villain in Vigo. Oh, the Scourge of Carpathia. I can't remember all his nicknames, but they were great. Yeah, they were. And uh, lo and behold, uh, one of the greatest, by the way, one of the greatest soundtrack songs of all time, I thought about playing it here, of course, was the Bobby Brown. I guess we're gonna have to take control. Yeah. Oh, man. Perfect for that My favorite. era. I'm going to be playing that tomorrow before I go to see Afterlife. That's Diesel, like the three Diesel's minutes of baby hear, era, that dude, kind of music. Diesel yeah. is going to hear that in the car tomorrow on our way to Afterlife. Um, <laughs> anyways, 
uh, in the long run of things, I thought this movie still had the charm of the original. You know, you have the big bad that you have to fight at the end. You have some really cool scenes. They do still put some scary shit in there. There's a scene, like I alluded to earlier, in the subway where they're uh, they're calling out and echoing, and it's like, and Ray's like, yo, and it's like, yo, yo, yo. And then, e- then Egon's like, Egon. It's like, Egon, Egon, Egon. And then Winston's like, hey, and it's like, Winston <laughs> and a ghost train comes through and then there's like heads on fucking stakes it was crazy man it was a really crazy scary scene there uh, we had Janusz as the nanny in the sky that was kind of creepy as yeah. well I mean there's some really kind of creepy stuff but at the end of the day of course the Ghostbusters commandeer Lady Liberty walker through the streets of New York while playing your love is lifting me higher uh, that than I ever they lifted before, but uh, they crashed through. They win the day, of course, but I still thought it was as charming as funny. I mean, there were some things I would have changed about it. It wasn't quite as good in the original, but I still think they kept the spirit alive. What did you think about it? So I feel the opposite about this movie. I, I think if it wasn't for the dialogue, and especially, in, you know, it was, it was our friend the maestro that really kind of pointed this out to me uh, not that long ago, like within the last couple of years anyway, we were talking about this. Egon actually really was 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 to me the one that kind of stole this movie he was really funny yeah yeah. really really good dialogue in that movie so um i think that this movie the setting wasn't nearly as good to me even though it still takes place in new york city the the set pieces i don't think any they even come close to the first movie i think that there's it's quite boring actually a lot of it i don't like the villain i don't like I, i don't like the story with this movie i am not a fan of this movie and i know that that's not a popular opinion amongst people that's that are fine. fans of the series but to me this this pales to me this is the best analogy i can give is this is the gremlins 2 to ghostbusters gremlins you know, it's, you know what? I still enjoyed Gremlins too. Too, oh, I hate that. I movie. don't know why. I don't know why. I just, I, I, it's cheesy as shit, but I like it. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Uh, which is see, also probably an unpopular opinion. But yeah, you could have that. It's, it's fine. It is what it is. Well, I don't think it's an unpopular opinion because the internet lines up like this: six point six out of ten on IMDb, fifty three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That's a big departure from the first. Fifty six percent on Metacritic. Ninety percent of Google users, though. So it looks like it has a good fandom, like myself. Um, I'm just going to say it. It's not as good as the original. Like I said, a 9 out of 10 for the original. I, I, I think this movie is still not bad. I still liked it a lot. I, with that being said, I gave it a 7.5 out of 10. Uh, I take away enough points because I don't think that the... I think they tried to capture... I, I think they captured some of the magic, but like I pointed out, I don't think they captured all of the magic, which is hard to do in a sequel anyways. But at least they stayed somewhat true to the original, whereas a lot of movies would have gone completely in the other direction. They still did give us some things to sink our teeth into. Them getting locked up in jail and the mental institute was pretty funny as well until... Uh, until uh, the mayor is like, you know what I did last night? I sat there with a three-hour conversation with with <laughs> with LaGuardia. He's been <laughs> dead for forty years. <laughs> of course, we have it in the soundboard, so I'll play it for you in the soundboard. But uh, we we this is from Ghostbusters too. Better late than never. Better late than never. When the Titanic shows up and cheats right. Marin, gives us the better late than never. Uh. I think because the other guy's like, I think the Titanic just arrived. <laughs> Better late than never. Better late than never. And it, it really was better late than never. But uh, with that being said, I, I seven and a half out of ten. I still love this movie. So here's what I'll say about this, too. You know, to me, the first Ghostbusters is just this giant blockbuster movie. It's it's back to the future. You know, it's 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 one of those iconic comedies, just an iconic blockbuster movie that people are going to be talking about for another couple hundred years, in my opinion. It was huge. This movie feels more like it has like a cult following to it. This this feels like a cult film to me. 
It is more of a cult movie, I do believe. I would agree you know, with you there. That, that's, that's I think, what it feels like. And it's one of those, like, it, it feels almost like a little more artsy to me. Maybe that's why I don't care for it as much. Maybe I'm wrong about that. I don't know. But that that's just the way I view it. Um, that being said, I mean, in terms of me scoring it, I'm actually going to go lower than than you with this one. I give this one a 5 out of 10. That's fine. Like and I said, it used to Most know. of that is the dialogue that's in it because the there is really is good comedy good. The, the dialogue is very good in this movie like i said they they tried they stayed more true than the to the original than most movies would with that being said they didn't quite capture lightning in the bottle twice right which and nobody usually does one more unpopular opinion i'm going to give this i know people did not like the remake or whatever you want to call it i i think the remake was way better than this sequel way better I, leaps and bounds i better. wouldn't go that far in my opinion that's although i will say me. this i don't crucify the remake for what i it is. think that's there's a lot if of really at, funny dialogue in that movie at, if you look at it on its own merits and its own scale and because it's not in the same universe technically uh I, I, I look at it like it, it is a decent movie. It's a funny movie. I don't think it should have taken the beating. But that's how beloved this franchise is, is that when they didn't mention at all the other Ghostbusters and you try to just forget about the yeah. Ghostbusters, and that's my they were like, you know what? Fuck this. If they would have paid that's homage my thing. and said that they were the next if, generation of Ghostbusters, right. that movie would have been more successful. Especially when everybody that was still alive, I mean, other than Rick Moranis, who had retired, but everybody else that was like surviving cast members of that movie, were in, in, including Egon. You know, in a way. I mean, he wasn't Egon, but Harold Ramis's face is on a bronze bust early on in the movie. Um, I think it's when Kristen Wiig is at like a psychiatrist's office or something like that. When she's walking by, you see his face. And it's like a bronze bust in the background. So, you know, they were all there. So why weren't they playing the same characters? That, to yeah. me, it, it could have just been a small little thing. It didn't have to be anything more than what it was. And I think the people would have embraced the heck out of it. You know, that's that's just my opinion on it. But I think that's a really, I, I think it's a better movie than than Ghostbusters too. That's fine. It's Easter own. But here's my here's the final opinion here because obviously we said this is Ghostbusters pre gaming. Cause you're pre gaming from Ghostbusters Afterlife without saying a spoiler. I've already said my piece without spoiling it. This is a beautiful movie that is a love letter to the fans. Uh, I'm gonna be happy to see this movie a second time because obviously the emotions and everything that went into the first time, being as big of a fan of the series, was fucking amazing. And so I think I missed a lot of the small things because they put a lot of Easter eggs in the movie. So you'll see throughout the movie different things that you're like, oh, shit, that's where this came from. Oh, shit, that's where that you'll you'll notice there's a lot of very cool nods without spoiling it. So it's it's going to be aw it's an awesome ride if you're a fan of the series. Like I said, I do want to forewarn you guys. There is one mid credit and one post credit scene. So stay around till the end of the movie. You're not going to want to miss these. Uh, it's it's a beautiful, love, beautiful love letter. Cannot wait for everybody to see it and take opinions. And I cannot wait to finally be able to talk about it next week. I will be giving a full review of Ghostbusters Afterlife. This is, but I've been waiting. I've been biting my tongue between all the podcasting for over a month now since I've seen it. <laughs> and I finally get to talk about this movie and I cannot wait. Uh, and I hope everybody enjoys it as much as I did. And uh, I think if you're a fan of this series, the consensus in the room in New York City was if you were a fan of the franchise, which obviously stacked room because pe most people in that room were fans of the franchise, it was a smashing success. I did also hear from some people who weren't fans of the, because we talked to some people in the hallway, for the people who were not fans of the franchise, just there with somebody else, they still said that they enjoyed the movie. Yeah. So it's very and important that you can enjoy the movie even if you weren't a fan of the franchise. I'm just going to make a prediction too, box office wise. If Carnage... Well, uh, whatchamacallit. Uh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Let there be carnage. Venom. The movie Venom. I'm trying Let to forget that I saw. That just passed $200 million domestic. So, yeah. yes, it took a while to get there, a month to get there. But if that movie made $200 million during a pandemic, 
I Ghostbusters is going to pay two. two I'm, I'm going to say maybe anywhere from three fifty to five hundred million dollars domestic. It's going to be. I'm going to be surprised. I think this is going to. I'm going to put it out there. I think this is going to open up to fifty million or better. Oh yeah, which in pandemic times is amazing. I think this is gonna I think it might make a hundred million or pretty cl- get pretty close to it. Right, opening I, I don't weekend. want to go that far because the pandemic and we don't fucking know because it's like, it's unpredictable. The, the pandemic is so unpredictable. That's my prediction. But I would say I I'm almost gonna put. I'll be very surprised if next week I talk to you guys and I'm like, oh shit, this movie made less than fifty million. Oh yeah. No way. I mean, other than the fact that it's coming out, you know, the weekend before Thanksgiving, but it's Which not Thanksgiving. Actually good, that's, that's actually a good, a good thing. thing because people go to the theaters the, on Thanksgiving. That's right. And I mean, there are some movies coming out, but there's nothing to go to family-wise coming out because what we have coming out new movies next week is House of Gucci and uh, Licorice Pizza. For the two major movies, wow. which are both actually really good movies, but they're not holiday fam. Oh, uh, there's I think there's one other. There's a, fa- a family kind of movie. Oh, Clifford the Big Red Dog just oh, yeah, came yeah, yeah, out, yeah. and there's a couple other, but there's really no really family movie coming out. I can't see the kids wanting to go see House of Gucci, right? Oh, Resident Evil's coming out too. I forgot about that, but that looks it, cool. It does look cool, but I'm so fucking. I've been so burned by Resident Evil movies in the past that I, I, I mean, I'll go see it because I have enough. enough. I've never watched any this? of those movies Yo, all the way through. Prick. You lucky prick. <laughs> I knew better. Listen, this I, is faithful to the video game. That's I will, why I want to see it. I will say this. Since I have the unlimited pass, I will probably go see it. But that's the only reason. Because outside of that, I am very... I kind of hope it burns you now. <laughs> Dude, so. if, it, if it burns me, I've been burned before. I think it's going to be cool. Dude, I've been burned I've been burned recently, so don't worry. Yeah, I think it's going to be good. Can't be. It can't be worse than Venom, Let There Be Carnage. <laughs> or Eternals. That's right, I said it. Oh, no. Uh, with that being said, though, that is going to do it for the that. Uh, we want to hear from you guys, though. What did you guys... Did you guys have any stories? You guys love the Ghostbusters, not like the Ghostbusters? Let us know. Also, uh, I, I, I want this to be... I don't want people to ruin the movie. But if you would like to direct message Horrorzone 607, whether it's on Twitter or Facebook, uh, and want to talk about afterlife after you see it, if you want, I will definitely be manning it and making sure uh, to talk back to you guys because I'd like to talk about it. If you want to, I'm leaving that perfectly up, of course, on Facebook, Horrorzone 607. Like, share the page. Twitter and Instagram, at Horrorzone 607, hashtag HZ607. Like I said, uh, make throw it in there. Or you can also drop it over at 3 Fat Nerds Pod on Twitter. I'll definitely talk to you there as well, or the 3 Fat Nerds Podcast uh, Facebook page. Whatever you want to hit up, I would love to talk about the movie. So if you would like to talk about it after you see it, go ahead and hit me up. Uh, we will be reviewing it next week on this show. Well, I'll be. Mike is on his vacation, uh, his, his turkey day vacation with family. So I'll be manning the station, and I will be reviewing uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife. I might even bring in a special guest will uh, you know t- to be determined if you will uh but uh i cannot wait to talk about it. of course 8122 productions.com for all things uh the twitch channels on there patreons on there uh the uh the store the t public stores on there all the friends of the show are on there sponsored to the show check out 8122 productions.com most importantly though twitch.tv slash podcast we're doing a movie night saturday night 9 p.m eastern standard time superheroes the documentary about real life superheroes it is a lot of fun you will not want to miss that 9 p.m eastern standard time twitch.tv slash six or seven podcast this saturday november the 20th hopefully you guys will join us in the chat mike c that's all i got for these great people Take them home. All right. Thank you, Rich. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in each and every week, of course. Uh, I just want to say, because I will not be in the studio for next week's show, uh, because I will be away with family for Thanksgiving, I do want to wish everybody a very happy, very safe, very wonderful Thanksgiving. I hope you all enjoy it. Eat some turkey. Eat some stuffing. Eat some mashed potatoes. Whatever it is that you like. Eat it all up. Enjoy it. Enjoy being with family. Enjoy being with friends. We care so much about you guys. We love you all. 
that's all I can say about that right now. You know, I, I'm, I don't like to be too warm and fuzzy. You know, enough. I, that, that's enough. I, my heart just melted a little bit here. So. so, Rich, of course, like he just said, will be doing the show next week. It's probably going to be more of a just a Ghostbusters Afterlife uh, review that he's going to be giving. You don't want to miss it. I know how much he loves this show, or loves this movie, excuse me. Uh, so you're not going to want to miss it. I Once I see the movie, I'm going to want to listen here what you have to say. So I'm just sad that I'm, I'm going to miss the, the, the show next week. But... Uh, until uh, we meet again, which probably be about two weeks from now, until we meet again, for Rich, I'm Spooky Mike. Say and see ya! <laughs>